Head off on a space adventure every week with The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast. Sure, there's lots of actual play podcasts out there. Heck, you can throw a rock and hit a dozen of them. But are any of these D&D podcasts sci-fi campaigns? You can't shake a stick at them because there ain't many, if any. That's what sets these veteran gamers and their podcasts apart from the sea of actual play podcasts. Give The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast, a listen. You can find them on the web at thehomebrewpodcast.com or anywhere podcasts are found. The links are in the description below. Greetings and salutations, DMs, GMs, referees, judges, game operations directors, and all other varieties of storytellers. This is your DM, Scott, and it's time for another DM Quick Tip. So we're doing things a little bit different this week on DM Quick Tips. One of our listeners, and thank you all for listening, means a great deal to us. Sean uh, writes us with a question. He has an aspiration of starting a gaming group at the high school that he works at and says that most of his students are going to be completely new to the hobby. So he wants to know, some best practices for bringing new players into the game and making the game manageable. Great questions, Sean. So this one's for you and, of course, your students. These are some ways that I like to introduce new players to Dungeons & Dragons. So my first recommendation is start with the D&D starter set. Why, you may ask? Why not just Introduce them to the eight-foot-tall stack of hardcover books that make up D&D 5e and every other edition that came before it, for that matter. Well, we don't want to scare them away. That's a pretty daunting task when you produce all those books full of the rules and expect them to read them. The starter set, on the other hand, is manageable. It's not a large tome, and... You really have everything you need within those pages to play a good game of D&D. It's great as an introductory rule set for some newbies, which is why the starter set is called the starter set. It's worth getting at least two copies, I think. So you can have one at each end of your table so your players can read through them at their leisure or maybe even borrow them until the next gaming session. Really, all they have to go through is 30-some-odd pages of rules and they're pretty pared down so it is a great introduction to the game you're going to want to explain the basics so what are the basics you may be asking right you already have the D&D starter set isn't that the basics yeah for the most part um what i like to think of is the ideology and basic mechanics I like to begin by telling new players, particularly the younger ones who have never played tabletop role-playing games before and are used to the computer games, that this is a collaborative game. It is what I like to call a social game where individuals get together and through collaboration, they tell a story. They work together. They breathe life into a character that is more than just a paper doll on a computer screen. Dungeons & Dragons is as much of an artistic expression for the players in Dungeon Master as acting in a play, painting a picture, or writing a poem. It is the pinnacle of creativity, and for one to be creative, they must first be comfortable 
And that's when I established the gaming table as a safe place where they can be creative without fear of judgment. This is extremely important, especially for young people. I like to go over the basic mechanics of the game. You know, the stuff you get to see a lot of, like the dice, how to use them. And I like to prepare a quick reference guide, a one-page cheat sheet, if you will, that has short paragraphs or sentences on combat, skill checks, saving throws, spells, and spell slots. I don't go much further than that because I don't want to overwhelm a new player or players. It is best, I think, to take the convention approach and just use the tip of the iceberg of the rules. Once they are at the table and enjoying themselves, then you have them, and then you can now expand upon the rules. Bring pre-gens to your game. It's just easier if you create, in their entirety, a stack of pre-generated characters complete with names and genders so you can jump right into the game. Now, we all know that character creation is one of the most enjoyable aspects of the game, but that should come later, after you have a group of individuals who are really interested in continuing the game. Keep these pregens in a file with a short adventure, something that'll run two to three hours. A nice one-shot. Use this file to introduce new individuals to the game. Sitting at a table the first time, being introduced to Dungeons and & Dragons, and spending the first half an hour, 45 minutes, or even longer, making a character is pretty boring. Character creation is only fun after you've developed a love for the game and understand the mechanics and the purpose of creating a character. So once your DM decides to do a long-running campaign, that's when you can really sit down with your players and start the, the character creation process. If you plop down a bunch of mechanical pencils and character sheets and dice and then tell your brand new players that they're going to spend the first hour or so making a character, you're probably going to lose them. Think of it like a movie. If the movie starts with some really good action, it has a really good potential of keeping the attention of the viewers. The same could be true for introducing new players to Dungeons & Dragons. Start right with the action. Get them into the game. Get them playing. Get them rolling dice. Give to your players their first set of dice. Dice are cheap unless you spent the past 30 years collecting cheap dice like me and now are looking for more expensive designer sets. But if you look online, you can get a really good deal on some cheap dice. Heck, I've even heard rumors that the dollar stores are carrying dice sets for a buck now. Who can't drop 525 for a few sets of dice to toss out on the table when your new players show up? If you need dice bags, give DM Bill a call. Me and Lou have been helping him empty Crown Royal bags for the past 30 years. I'm sure he'll send you one. Next, play a short game with them. Get your players around the table. Get them introduced to the game by playing. Get them right into the adventure of the combat. Immerse them in the story. The love of the game comes from playing, laughing, lamenting, and having a good time. So why waste time on all the other stuff? Character creation and dice purchases will all come as their love for the game develops. I can guarantee you that. Sean, I hope this helps even a little bit. We're very flattered that you're a listener and deeply humbled that you would reach out to us for advice about introducing the game to your students. Now, there are many ways in which you can introduce new players to Dungeons & Dragons, and these are just some. We'll see you next time in the dojo. Thank you.